All right, welcome back to Liquid Gold right here on the We Own This Town podcast network at weownthistown.net. My name's Mike Wolf, your host today, along for the ride to give you some holiday recipes, some Christmas time recipes here over the next few days. We've got a lot of cold weather here in Nashville and across the country. Zero degrees as I'm recording this right now from the home studio, from the home office here and check us out at liquidgold.show. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app and give us a rating. That always helps. And follow us on Instagram at liquidgold underscore pod. So we're going to start things off. We're going to feature some recipes today from the book, Cheer, a liquid gold holiday drinking guide now available wherever you buy books. I know you've heard us talk about it on the show. We're excited. So today we're going to give some uh, eggnog recipes, a whiskey cream recipe, and I've got this mezcal hot toddy, something for the cold nights ahead, and uh, a recipe that you can uh, change the spirit out pretty easily with a hot toddy. So, and then before we go today, I'll be throwing in a nice little story that Charlie Nelson told us when he was on the podcast, gosh, about two or three years ago. He had this Christmas story that was just, I thought it was just incredible about him and his brothers meeting in Dublin. And then eventually they had to rent a rickshaw to make money to to eat and drink on Christmas. And I just thought it was the greatest story. So I turned it into a fiction short story in the new book. It's the Christmas story in the book called Rickshaw Road. So I'm going to tell you where that inspiration came from and we'll play the whole, uh, the whole little story that, uh, that Charlie tells about that experience. So this Mezcal Hot Toddy, and this is uh, the token Mezcal drink in the book, because as we note in the agave chapter that there's a ton of directions you can go in with, uh, with agave cocktails, obviously. And we love Mezcal here at Liquid Gold, but Mezcal really should be drank neat. In a lot of cases, I just feel like it's got so much character and a lot of the special ones, the harder to find mezcals out there, they're so different from one another, but still any spirit can be made into a cocktail. So we have the token mezcal drink and it's a mezcal hot toddy. So here's what you need. One black tea bag or a tea bag of your choice, one and a half ounce mezcal, a half ounce of agave nectar, one dash of Angostura or cinnamon bitters. We've got a recipe for that in the book, a tiny pinch of salt. And then you can garnish it with an orange wedge, maybe some rosemary and sage. And then the spirit in this, the one and a half ounce of mezcal, you could adjust that to whatever you have. Honestly, I don't think gin makes a great warm drink, but just because I think of gin is always super cold. But hey, if you're a gin head, go ahead, try it out. And then the agave nectar in this, you could sub honey. And if you change the tea around, say you did a chamomile tea with bourbon, that'd be kind of a summer vibe. Maybe you've got a passion fruit tea that you can do with rum. So there's uh, all these different directions you can go. But basically, you begin by boiling enough water for twice the amount of drinks that you're making. And then when the water is ready, pour enough into your mug to temper it so it keeps warm for the duration of your drink. Placing a small plate or bowl over the top of the mug can help retain the heat as well. Uh, Once the mug is fully hot and ready for action, discard the tempering water and make the tea by pouring more water, adding the tea bag, and covering the mug for maximum extraction. After three to four minutes of brew time, set aside the tea bag for your next hot toddy and add the mezcal, agave nectar, bitters, and salt. Squeeze a few drops of orange over the top and garnish with the orange wedge. 
Uh, some rosemary and sage, of course, would make for great aroma-boosting garnishes as well, maybe some thyme even. So that's your mezcal hot toddy and a good kind of template for any kind of toddy that you want to make. And uh, let's look at some eggnog recipes. Now, one thing about eggnog is it is great when you can age it, when you can let it sit for a while. And I'm going to tell you this story from the book about the scientists um, who introduced salmonella into a batch of eggnog than to see what the booze could do to eliminate the salmonella. Pretty fascinating. All right, so this was a report from Cook's Illustrated, which I love. I love that magazine, picking that up at the grocery store. Always good recipes in there. But there was a report in there where these uh, microbiologists, microbiologists, Vince Fischetti and Raymond Scooch from uh, Rockefeller University in New York City, they added salmonella bacteria to a batch of eggnog, and it took three weeks for the alcohol to render the eggnog completely sterile. So that's your sweet spot if you're ever concerned about bacteria levels in your eggnog. And as George Washington notes in his recipe for eggnog, which was like the first, one of the first published recipes in this country, was of course from our first president. And uh, George Washington notes in his recipe, several days of aging is enough to allow the flavors to meld nicely and give you a nice balance of sweetness, richness, and boozy goodness. So George Washington's eggnog. And we have to mention here what a, what a serious drinker he was. He was a very serious drinker. So he was, he was said to drink a bottle of Madeira a day, followed by whiskey, rum, and plenty of beer. According to Ted Smith of Thrillist, George Washington spent 7% of his presidential income on alcohol. And according to Modern Drunkard, his estate was once America's biggest whiskey producer, bottling 11,000 gallons in 1799. The lesson? When water is deemed unsafe and replaced by Madeira and whiskey, you get more things done. That's, that's what I take away. But here's, here's the eggnog recipe from George Washington via the almanac. So one quart cream, one quart milk, one dozen tablespoons sugar, one pint of brandy, a half a pint of rye whiskey, a half a pint of Jamaican rum, a quarter pint of sherry. And we have an epic sherry episode coming next week, so do look forward to that, the sherry season finale, coming next week on Liquid Gold. Okay, after the sherry, 12 eggs. So this is a 12-egg batch. So you mix the liquor first, then you separate the yolks and whites of the eggs, add sugar to beaten yolks, and mix well. Add the milk and cream, slowly beating the mixture. Beat whites of the eggs until stiff and fold slowly into the mixture. Let set in a cool place for several days or, you know, a refrigerator would be good. Taste frequently just to see how those flavors are developing. So that's a good, really easy one. And then there's one more presidential eggnog here, the Dwight D. Eisenhower Eichnog. So he was known for being proudly adept in the kitchen. He was a big cooking uh, president. Eisenhower often dealt with the stress of being a general and later a president by cooking his own meals from time to time. Kind of uh, let, let the stress out in the kitchen. So during the holidays, Ike's favorite beverage was eggnog. And this recipe from the Dwight D. Eisenhower Presidential Library shows his affinity for the little details, like carefully pouring the booze in slowly and not whipping the batch too aggressively to achieve a lighter, frothier, final product. 
So once again, this is a 12 egg batch. So 12 egg yolks. That's interesting. Yeah. 12 egg yolks, one pound of granulated sugar, one quart of bourbon. That's 32 ounces. One quart of coffee cream. And we're guessing he means half and half here. Um, or you can substitute whole milk. One quart of whipping cream. You see that a lot, by the way. You see a lot of like recipes where you're putting in around an ounce per egg or more, and then usually uh, kind of doing an equal part situation with uh, booze and dairy. But you put the dozen egg yolks in an electric mixer, feed in the granulated sugar very slowly so as to get a completely smooth, clear, light mixture. When this is perfectly smooth, begin to add the bourbon very slowly. The process up to here would normally consume at least 30 minutes with a good mixer. Add the quart of coffee cream, or as we know it to be most likely half and half. Uh, put the whole thing in the ice box until a half hour before serving, at which point the whipping cream should be beaten until only moderately thick. Be careful not to get it too thick. Mix it slowly in the mixture and serve with nutmeg. So that's a good one. Ice box... Um, he is talking about the refrigerator there. Here's one. We talk about the Nagapalooza that uh, we got to go to, and we, we did a whole episode about it. If you go back in the archives, we did a Nagapalooza report from Nagapalooza that uh, the Southern Grist guys do every year. And this is where you can use this batch to then flavor your eggnog in maybe a real creative way, or if you want to make you know, a bunch of different versions of eggnog. So the base you can use, 12 egg yolks, one cup plus three tablespoons of organic sugar, three cups heavy cream, 12 ounces brandy, whiskey, or rum, or a combination of all three, pinch of salt, and six teaspoons of freshly grated nutmeg. So you separate the eggs, beat the yolks in a standing mixer for a minute or so until they lighten, gradually add one cup of sugar, and keep beating until it dissolves. Add milk, cream, booze, and nutmeg slowly, stirring throughout, whisk to incorporate. After making your base, you can start to think about different flavor combinations. Um, and I've got a version in here of a cinnamon chocolate variety that was based on one that I tried at one of the uh, Nagapaloozas. So to the base for the churro eggnog, you add uh, two ounces of chocolate syrup. And we have a recipe for that in the book, or you can use Hershey's. Um, three cups cinnamon cereal infused chocolate milk. So infuse the chocolate milk with cinnamon toast crunch for about an hour, then strain the cereal out. Then you combine the syrup and the cereal milk and whisk into the base recipe, that Nagapalooza base. Enjoy it with grated cinnamon over the top. And uh, I'll post that picture, amazing picture by Christine Souter of the churro eggnog in the book. Uh, let's go with one more, one more recipe here. This is a... Should we give this? Yeah, let's give the um, vegan eggnog. So you can lean on canned coconut milk, which is similar to sweetened condensed milk in texture. And uh, this is the vegan eggnog. Two cups almond milk, two cups coconut milk, one 14-ounce can of full-fat coconut milk, a third a cup of maple syrup, four teaspoons freshly ground nutmeg, one dash of powdered cinnamon, one teaspoon of pure vanilla extract, one small pinch of salt, and then two ounces of bourbon, two ounces of rum. So that's kind of a smaller batch. 
but you combine all the ingredients except booze in a blender and blend to incorporate everything, then slowly add the booze to the mixture and blend on the lowest setting, building up to a medium setting. To serve, garnish with nutmeg and an optional dash of aromatic bitters. And we've got movie pairings in here for all the different eggnogs. We paired that one with The Family Stone. That's one of my wife's favorite Christmas movies. And then one more recipe. This is the, the only one you need. We've got a bunch of different varieties in here, but this is the one you need that's super easy and make like a classic eggnog with. So 12 eggs, one cup plus three tablespoons of organic sugar divided, three pints whole milk, three cups heavy cream, six ounces of cognac, three ounces of bourbon or rye, three ounces of aged rum. I like a Jamaican one, just like George Washington. If you can do it, I'll have that nice funky character to it. Um, then one ounce of allspice liqueur or the St. Elizabeth's allspice dram, six teaspoons of freshly grated nutmeg, and one vanilla pod scraped. So separate the eggs, beat the yolks in a stand mixer for a minute or so until they lighten. Gradually add one cup of sugar and keep beating until it dissolves. Add milk, cream, booze, and nutmeg slowly, stirring throughout. Add the vanilla and whisk to incorporate. Then you beat the whites in a separate bowl until soft white peaks form. With the mixer running, slowly add the three tablespoons of sugar until the peaks stiffen. Whisk the beaten egg whites into the mixture and garnish with fresh nutmeg. And then you can top with aromatic bitters like an Angostura. Um, you could top with some of that. You could even sneak in a little Angostura Amaro if you have that one. That's a great one with eggnog because of the kind of heavy spice that it brings to the table. And then the, the nutmeg... Got six teaspoons in that recipe. The nutmeg's crucial. If you can be, you know, you want to use whole nutmeg and you want to be shaving, grating that nutmeg in, it'll just add that holiday goodness that you need. All right, so there's a bunch of nog recipes for you. And then I do want to give this was a recipe we gave on the very first episode of Liquid Gold. So I won't make you go all the way back to find that. Uh, but this is a whiskey cream recipe that you can do at home like a Bailey's and this is so dang good and relatively easy to make so one cup of heavy cream two teaspoons of ground coffee two tablespoons of chocolate syrup one teaspoon vanilla extract a pinch of Maldon sea salt or another flaky sea salt one 14 ounce can of sweetened condensed milk one and a half cups of bourbon or you can split that one and a half cups between aged rye, whiskey, and bourbon. Add the ingredients except the booze to a blender and blend on a low setting, leaving a hole in the top of the blender to slowly add the whiskey. Once the booze is added, slowly increase the speed on the blender to incorporate the ingredients. And then you could make, say, a whiskey cream hot chocolate. One and a half ounces of that whiskey cream, five ounces of hot chocolate, a dash of some Angostura bitters. Um, there, there's the newer... Uh, Angostura cocoa bitters, those would be nice too. And then you can garnish that with whipped cream or marshmallows or both. Go crazy. A note about whipped cream is you're probably going to want whipped cream with some of the some of the Christmas Christmassy uh, delicious beverages that you might be making. An excerpt from the book, we say uh, this is the shaken way to whipped cream. So don't make the mistake that so many unaware bartenders have made before you, back before anyone could whip out their phone and consult with YouTube and immediately become an expert. Back in the day, we had to artfully pretend that we knew what we were doing, even when we clearly didn't. It was a skill that was part of the job. 
But to see any bar or establishment that has heavy cream on hand to then run out of whipped cream for a topping or not even mention that they've got heavy cream on hand is just unnecessary. For beautifully fresh whipped cream to top desserts or drinks with, all you need are some shaker tins and a cup of heavy cream. So shake the heavy cream vigorously for about a minute, taking care to keep the seal tight when you're shaking so you don't have an explosion of cream just as you're trying to finish a drink. The result is an airy, whipped, and light delight, perfect for topping everything from eggnog to apple pie to hot chocolate. So that's an easy way if you got shaker tins at home and you want to whip up some whipped cream. Just shake it. Check out last week's episode where we uh, I went over the Tom and Jerry in depth. Fascinating drink. Got recipes in there as well and recipes in the book and beautiful photos. Um, Tom and Jerry is basically just a warm eggnog that you wouldn't believe is as incredible as it is. But worth a shot if you want to try that this year. All right, I'm going to throw this back to an early episode. We had Charlie Nelson in studio. I can remember it because we were all like a little bit late that day. There was a ton of traffic out. We had to do the episode a little bit later in the day. So it was like 4.30. Of course, Charlie brought a nice bottle of whiskey. And we sat and talked with him for a couple hours about his family story and just the incredible story of Nelson's Greenbrier. And uh, he also told us, since it was close to Christmas at that time, I think it was the fall of 2019 or something like that. He had this amazing story about being in Dublin with his brothers. And so we're going to we're gonna roll that. We've never aired this. Kind of set this aside because I had always planned on turning it into a fiction short story, which I did in the new book. So check that out. But here's Charlie talking about his heartwarming, hilarious uh, Christmas story. I'd love to tell. Do we have a, a story? story? Oh, all right. Nothing like a no. Charlie Nelson story. What else we got for booze? Hang on. No. Charlie, what have you got for us? <laughs> okay, so um, quick little story. In 2004, I was studying abroad in Paris, and, uh, and my brother was studying abroad in, in Germany, and a good friend of mine was studying abroad in Dublin. And so... Sounds over, like a movie in the making. Over over we'll Christmas, meet in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> so over Christmas, you know, we didn't have any friends or family that was in Europe. So we all went and met up with my buddy Dan, who had a, a couple extra bedrooms uh, at, at his place in Dublin to spend Christmas together, so that we would at least be with, you know, friends. Mm-hmm. And Dan, the man brother, with yeah. the apartment in Temple Bar. It's a yeah. holiday heartwarming tale. And we were all pretty much completely broke. My brother, Andy, who's my business partner, was sick as a dog, so he was, like, in bed most of the time. Uh, but I was like, we have to go visit a distillery. And this was before we discovered our family's history or anything. But I was like, we got to go to a distillery. So we went to the Jameson Distillery. Had barely enough money for the three of us to even get a tour or anything. Uh, and or the tour might have been free. I don't know. But anyway, afterwards. You I, take the bus? Take the bus there? I can't remember how we got. We might have walked. I don't know. Mm. Um, but I didn't have enough money to buy a bottle of whiskey afterwards. All I had enough money to pay for was a jar of mustard that they sold. <laughs> I bought a jar of mustard. Is there booze in this? And we, we, it, there was supposedly some Jameson nice. in there. Nice. And I, we didn't have a fork or a spoon. We just had a knife. So we ate mustard out of a jar with a knife. 
<laughs> and and then on Christmas Eve, so my buddy he he said that he had two jobs while he was working in Dublin, and I didn't believe him. He said that one of his jobs was wiping down dogs before and after racing at the dog tracks. Whoa. And then he said his second job was... No, that's a real job. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, and he said his second job was Entry pulling level. around rickshaws. And so I was like, bullshit. And he was like, okay. you know. And I was like, well, we need to make some money, so let's pull around a rickshaw. So... You have to rent the rickshaw for like 30 euro. This was 1934? <laughs> this was 2004. Okay, okay. Um, and so you have to rent the rickshaw for like 30 euro. And if you make at least 40 euro, you have to you know give the 30 up. But if you only make like 35, then the, they like forgive you and they don't make wow. you, you know, pay the rental fee. But anyway, so... Yeah. So my brother Dan and I would like take turns pulling the rickshaw around. We started around 8 p.m. and we went until 5 a.m. And I have never seen so many drunken brawls as I have in my life until Dublin between the 3 and 5 a.m. hours. Wow, well, I bet. It right was around Christmas amazing. Too. And so we this this one guy who was just wasted they would all like make jokes saying like take me you know well i can't do an irish accent but they would say take me to some random area that like we didn't take know me the area. to some random area yeah. <laughs> we didn't even no, they, they thought it was this pablo it would, it would be the equivalent of this week's um, segment of bad accents brought to you by yeah. the kevin Costner school of bad accents so it'd be the equivalent of us like riding, pulling a rickshaw around downtown Nashville, and them saying like, "Take me to Franklin, buddy," <laughs> and you know, and this one guy and his girlfriend started like throwing bread at us or throwing something, and so then we're like, hey, "We're gonna turn down this dark alley," and you know, at this point there were three of us pulling around a rickshaw which should only be being pulled by one person. Wow. So he gets scared, jumps off, and runs away. And uh, you know, he thought we were going to like beat the shit out of him. But uh, we saw him like two hours later wasted, and then he starts flicking us off and talking a bunch of shit. But we're like, you were scared as hell. At least we got bread for yeah. our mustard. <laughs> yeah. Sucker. <laughs> so we ended up getting enough money to buy a round of Guinness. The This was on Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. Um really pleasant time um that's great we, we made enough money to you know buy around a guinness a bottle of jameson and a pack of cigarettes hell yeah dude wow it's like a, a wonderful the, story yeah and this has been We're the kicking off the, the holiday christmas season Eve. here yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this has been the christmas story for liquid gold that's amazing three and three to Charlie five a.m in the morning yeah like i know that certain parts like in the republic all the pubs close at 11.30, but I think there are, like, historic zones in Dublin that the bars stay open later. And any hotel bar is open until, like, 5 a.m. And I don't know if they were just at pubs, though. And this was actually, so this was Christmas Eve Eve, so the mm-hmm. morning of That's Christmas my favorite Eve. day of yeah. Christmas uh, is and the 23rd and the 26th yeah. are my favorite. I'm still kicking it, and I'm, yeah. st- I'm eating. Like eating leftovers on the twenty sixth is what I like about that. Twenty yeah. third, it's like loose excited. as a goose. Mm-hmm. I don't have to wrap presents unless yeah. I really want to. Shit yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Yeah, that's great. Okay. I love that. It's a great Damn. story. All right, 
Maybe, maybe that can replace the, uh, the whole uh, the other one that we were going to edit. I think we're going to no. I think. I think yeah. I think we're going to we'll make um, a tight cut and we'll get back to you on no, that. No, I, th- I think we're airing that story on Christmas Eve for the, the Christmas story. <laughs> a heartwarming tale of Irish whiskey rickshaws. <laughs> All right, well there it is. You can check out the fiction. The, the fictional take on that story in the new book, Cheer, a liquid gold holiday drinking guide available wherever you buy books. And we'll have links on our Instagrams and all that good stuff. We've got a link at weownthistown.net as well as at liquidgold.show. So my name's Mike Wolf. We'll be doing a little pop-up coming next week, Thursday, December 29th, be at Josephine. Our eggnog uh, pop-up got canceled for weather and all kinds of issues there, but we'll be back next week and we're going to turn it into kind of uh, eggnog, but also a ton of sparkling wine cocktails getting you ready for New Year's Eve. So looking forward to that Thursday, December 29th at Josephine, say six to nine, but we'll, we'll be there kind of all night. So do come by and uh, grab a book and say, hey, and we'll have the Sherry episode for you next week and be safe out there. Stay warm. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays from all of us here at Liquid Gold. We'll see you next time. Cheers, everybody.